0: And welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Jen, and I'm Kat. And today we are going to be sharing with you all of the things behind Friday the 13th for this episode. So we're going to be talking. (laughs) Yes, cue the sounds. So we're going to be talking angel numbers, some superstitions, and maybe even sharing a little bit of our own personal ghost and spooky stories. Mm -hmm. But before we dive into all of that, Kat and I are friends fresh off of our yoga and wellness retreat, our witchy retreat that we hosted in New Orleans. And so we wanted to share about that because it was so special. So Kat, start us off sharing your thoughts, hearts, feelings, all of the things.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. Oh my gosh, what a dream. I had never been to New Orleans before and so it was my first time there and I was super excited to even plan this um, kind of a witchy wellness retreat there with you, and yeah, the whole dream started like over a year ago. So we've been back for what, like two days now. Um, you're mm-hmm. still on the road, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no matter. I know, and yeah, it was just absolutely gorgeous. The city now is one of my top three favorite cities in the whole country. It felt so European um, from just like the dreamy, charming, mysterious intrigue of all the little shops um, to the different colors, to the accents and the food. The whole vibe there was just like on point. And then our group was amazing. It was like, Everybody just meshed and flowed from the get-go, so we didn't even really have to do much of, like, connecting uh, people here and there. It just happened so organically. So, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, what are the highlights for you, Jen? Yeah, this group was so
0: special. We were so grateful, and it's always fun. I always studied the astrology before the retreats, and I knew we had a fun fiery group and the fire was so apparent everyone was just so passionate and into Mm -hmm. all of the different things and we really try to diversify our retreats and give like so many takeaways so it was cool our house was in the middle of the bayou we were like in the swamps and (laughs) I loved that we had the coolest like outside area And, yeah, we did such a fun mix of yoga, meditations, different workshops where we, like, tuned into our psychic gifts. We did protection spells. We got to do a cacao circle. And so all of the different activities at home and just having that deeper, more intimate connection, I mean, to me, that is the ultimate thing of the retreats is just getting to like bond and connect in a way that our world kind of can push us from since we're so busy and then yeah it was just a perk to also have this really vibey city Um, I think one of my biggest highlights we did a voodoo mystery dinner Mm -hmm. Um, I got to learn a lot about voodoo which was also really fun Mm -hmm. I get really nerdy in the town reading all the things we went to a voodoo museum so anyway that was also fun Mm -hmm. And then we did a murder mystery dinner, and everyone had a different part, and our group took it 10 out of 10. Incredible. Like, I felt like I watched a Broadway a Broadway play. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was just astounded by the accents, the different personas people took on. It was so good. No one half-assed. Nope.
0: There wasn't a half-asser in the group. I so appreciated that, and we all got the murderer wrong. Like, it was – we were convinced. They had us like, going. Like, everyone did – phenomenal oh it was so good I'm gonna think of that forever um so so grateful to the group and we're so excited to keep the retreats going it feels so in alignment for Kat and I and it's just such a beautiful way to share all of the things that we've delved into and get to do it in a way that's just this really cool container and yeah I feel so lucky um, to be able to do this and do it with you, Kat. Oh, it's amazing. Me
1: too, me too. So grateful. It's truly a dream come true. Um, and yeah, just the levels of vulnerability and connection always amaze us. It's like people's hearts just bubble up and out and just connect. And it's a true coven. We really are a little witch family and we're just accumulating more and more sisters throughout the years into our big awaken together coven family. And it's just the best.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thanks to all the listeners too. It's just so fun to take what we've learned and spread it and have it all just keep spreading out. It's like the goal of this for us has always been to help awaken people on such a bigger level. And once you know and can sense that there is so much more than what they try to advertise with this life and existence and once you know that and you really have felt it and sensed it it's just like you can't go back and it makes everything just more intentional and beautiful and yeah so value that that's
1: right it's exactly right and we're excited because today's episode is coming out on October Friday the 13th (laughs) and yeah so we knew that especially coming off this amazing witchy retreat um kind of like halfway in between um halloween with this spooky month we had to lean in and talk about the superstitions the haunting signs angel numbers all the goodness so jen when you think about friday the 13th what comes to mind for you
0: yeah. So I obviously was steered away from that and the, my religion trauma mm-hmm. upbringing that comes up in nearly every episode. So anytime people would be spooked and I'd ask my mom, she'd be like, I don't believe in any of that garbage, you know, just very much <laughs> like not having it. But, you know, I, I think it's very interesting that every culture tends to have these different superstitions. And I think at its basis, I I think a lot of it is just kind of valuing trends and synchronicities and things that have been noticed by different group, collective groups. And I'm sure there is some, um, there could be some logic and some, you know, bigger meaning behind those things. I fully believe that, you know, we're always interacting with another realm. And I do, do fully sense that. I do think for me with With having the religion trauma background, like I think if you get so obsessive on there being an exact rule book and there's all these things you have to be really careful of doing, it also then turns into kind of that spiritual religion OCD in my head where you can just be like oh no like I forgot to do that now I'm fucked (laughs) you know like think all these bad things are gonna happen because of of you know you didn't follow the exact regimen and all this so to me like I feel like what is in like kind of a more zoomed out version is just honoring the respect that we are dealing with, you know, sacred spirits and maybe our ancestors. And there is like a lot of you can offer a lot of respect and it doesn't have to mean like if you don't do it, something awful happen. But I do think it's it's important to kind of value it that way. So I think of it as I'm meeting anything that's a little bit more divine and spiritual that I like to meet it with kind of, uh, yeah, just a sense of respect and honoring it a lot more than thinking if I don't do this, I'm yeah, gonna like screw myself over. Mm-hmm.
1: What about you, Kat? Yeah, I like that way of thinking about it. It's like taking some of the power away from the rules and all of that. It's like acknowledging they're there, but um, not necessarily diving into all the stories of them. It's cool. Um, yeah, I feel similarly. Did your gr- – Yeah.
0: Did your Greek culture have anything, too? I wanted to hear that as You
1: know, well. maybe, um, maybe, like, way back. It's not something that I'm super aware of with this number in particular. Okay. Um, but there are a bunch of different, like, tools in Greek culture that are a little witchy, I think, in the pod before I've mentioned, like, checking for the evil eye. Um, so it's said that when someone is jealous of you, um, they will be, like, energetically sending bad upon you because they want what you have and so a way that like my dad always gets this when he goes to church um my mom will get it after being around groups of large like large groups of people so this is like my grandmother mayaya she will check for the evil eye by dropping some oil into a glass of water and seeing how the oil separates and then she'll say a little prayer and then um, she'll do the sign of the cross and then that's how she gets rid of it my mom has her own way of doing that by saying the person's name and then yawning so definitely like that's what comes to mind for me in terms of like superstitions and evil spirits and bad energy being wished upon people um but yeah I was kind of looking this up before too and it is definitely present in multiple cultures and religions even all the way back to like Norse culture there was something about like Loki um and the number 13 it's not super top of mind right now but um that Spanish culture like tons of different cultures and religions and it's funny how now like our melting pot that we live in here in america it really is like um I feel like we pull on a lot of different cultures and religions and kind of make our own story for them. And so some of that has been kind of exacerbated. You can see in modern day culture by so many hotels and buildings skipping having a 13th floor. Like in an elevator, if you see, often there won't be a 13th floor. There will be a 12 and it'll go right to fourteen. Um and same thing with like room numbers. Uh, even where I work right now at Nurture, we the salt room is number two thirteen, but we didn't make it anyone's office, <laughs> and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that was purposeful because a lot of people are superstitious and don't want their bit their business or say, their hotel room or anything associated with a number that could be unlucky. This is very big in Japan, too. I remember, like, 13. There's nothing labeled 13 there from when I went. Um, But yeah, the way that I kind of see this is the more superstitious you are, the more superstitions you abide by and have, like, even a black cat crossing the street. Like, There's a black cat in my neighborhood who my dog Minnie just barks at every day, and I see it every day. And if I really believed that that was bad luck, every day I'd have bad luck, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of how I see it. Um, The salt, you know, if you drop salt, uh, toss it over your shoulder, there's so many of these that if we really think about, we could list out and be like, damn, I can't do anything in my life. Without causing yeah, bad you'd luck. have an
0: OCD day. Yeah, an OCD day. Exactly.
1: You would just be spending your whole day doing your little tics to like rid yourself of the bad luck. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking for bad, if we're looking for trouble, or like feelings of being unlucky, I truly believe we will find it. Um, even when I was in college, I was a freshman in college, and. There was just a lot of shit that happened in my life then. My dad lost his job. My mom was diagnosed with cancer. And my best friend, Margie, her dad um, had a heart attack and her mom like broke her back. Like it was just a crazy couple of months. And young me, I was like, oh, I just have bad luck right now. I don't know like what came over me. It was like so much bad is happening. I must have bad luck. And so I went on to get a horseshoe tattooed on me when... Wow. I don't even really like horses. It's never really resonated with me. Um, but I just did this silly me thinking that I had bad luck. And it wasn't until a couple of years later where I, I had found yoga. I was very much on my spiritual path that I actually got that tattoo covered up with a compass, a mandala and the Om symbol, which which is much more representative of me. But it was also this big message That I told to myself of like, no, you don't have bad luck, cat. We all go through hard periods of life and you are on your path and it's not your fault, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so much of the time when we're going through like more intense shadows, it's there is a lot that can be found that's helpful in those even when it can be you know, seemingly bad, it also, you know, there's there's always going to be periods, but those periods can also show us a side of ourself that can be literally so critical to our, our healing and being able to surface different layers. I mean, you're not going to surface your deepest, darkest pains that need to be kind of worked through while life's going terrific. Usually, you know, it's usually circumstances outside of you that are catalysts to pulling so much of that up. So Mm -hmm. definitely good and important to note. And then, yeah, I think, um, I think for a lot of it, like, yeah, it's, I think it's important, too. We've done so many talks on here about rituals and having these practices that keep you intentional. But my rule of thumb, and I think I've said this on the pod, too, is that we know that fear dysregulates the nervous system. And if you are sitting there like living in fear that all this stuff is going down or that you screwed something up or that you're... You're having bad juju, and you just are like very consumed by that. Then I also think you need to see where your nervous system's at. And a lot of the practices that are more kind of like spiritual and conscious, like yoga and meditation and doing energy work, those things are helping you drop deeper into your body. And it's also really regulating for the nervous system. So it's kind of a two for one the stuff that helps kind of change your energy is also the stuff that's actually calming your nervous system down so if it becomes like a fear cycle I think you have to really check yourself and I think that's where our logical brain can sometimes take things too far when it's actually time to drop deeper into the feeling body and our energy field and not try to do everything up in our head
1: a hundred percent, yes. Fear dysregulates the nervous system. I'm gonna just echo what you said again. It's so true, and I mm-hmm. think that's really important too. This time of year, <laughs> it's actually kind of fun, right? To like watch scary movies, um, to lean into fear intentionally, right? Um, mm-hmm. but I think just like paying attention to, to that and what it's doing to your body, and there are a lot of people who really can't easily escape those feelings of fear and it's to no fault of their own. Um, I think uh, the the more that we deeply ingrain a pattern into our brains, those samskaras, the, the more we feel things, the harder it is to get out of those trenches. So Yeah, it can be fun to like dip our toes into fear, into ghost stories. (laughs) All of the fun (laughs) of this time of year, the shadow side too. But also realizing when, okay, maybe I've been hovering in this space for a little bit too long. Maybe it's time for me to shake things up and yeah, just get more into the light again. So that balance, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, and let's switch gears into angel numbers but i i think on this i have seen people get so obsessive with angel numbers that they also take that way too far i've seen a, almost so many spiritual practices where it gets taken to a point of once again yeah getting so logical and so in your head that you're you're taking it to a point where it can't even be intentional because it's becoming so hyper kind of latched onto for deeper meaning. And I think all of this should be in balance. That's a very important term always in all these practices. But angel numbers, we've talked about in some ways, comes in, I think, as. I feel like when I know that I'm kind of in my path and that I am being more intentional, I'll see a lot more signs and meaning. I feel like if I'm not in a place where I'm paying attention, I don't really notice as many of those things. But it's beautiful to me. It ends up being this big gratitude when I see a lot of repetitive signs because I feel really held, like I can tell my spirit team is close by and I know for me, like I went through a lot of change recently and 555 is definitely um, teaching a lot of change. And I thought that was just really cool because it felt like, yeah, this is happening, but just yeah, ground into your practices. Know that this is happening for a greater purpose. That's how I took it. And I've always been like a eleven eleven make a wish kind of girl. Mm, yeah, me too. <laughs> I always have lo- loved that and thought it was just a cute thing. Like if you catch it, it's just really nice. I liked it for dropping in for a second, just thinking about my intentions and, yeah, making that just, like, a cute little moment. Um, yeah, give us some of those details on the angel numbers, Scott.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my relationship with angel numbers is very similar to yours. Um, I don't always dive into the stories of, like, what each different number is pattern means unless it's one that's recurring for me a lot like you're saying with 555 mm. if it's like really loud I can't not see it it's like okay I'll look up what that one means so so just to give yeah a little refresher um, or maybe an introduction to angel numbers if this is new to you angel numbers are basically patterns of numbers that you see whether you are looking at the clock looking at the time looking at license plates looking at the cost of things whichever ways that number. Appear to you in everyday life. So these patterns can look like 111. They can look like 123. They can look like 1212. 12. Um, they can look like any pattern that's, you know recurring repetitive uh that sticks out to you really so starting with um like the triples the one 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 this one is said to be representative of new beginnings it's the number one so i think that's an easy way that you can kind of remember that this is one that i probably see the most um Personally, I have my birthday is two eleven. So, um, one plus one equals two, and then eleven is eleven, and then nineteen ninety one is the year I'm born. So n- another like set of elevens, and eleven has stuck out in my life so much. Um, Kyle's birthday is also seven eleven. We adopted Minnie on five eleven. We got married on nine eleven. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. It's like a really special um, number and date uh, with significance in my life. And the next one, two, 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 this one is said to represent balance, harmony, and alignment. Um, this is probably the second one I see the most. <laughs> so love those twos. It's a good sign. I mean, they're all pretty much good signs um, because they can help you dive into what's going on in life. So 333, this is the pattern for creativity. If you are diving into a new creative project, it's kind of like good, you're on your way, you're on your path. If you're feeling a little stagnant and you're seeing 333, maybe you see that as a sign to pick up a creative venture like drawing or anything that feels creative for you. Then we have 444. This one represents stability and inner wisdom, kind of your guide's poking being on the right path. Then 555. This one you mentioned Jen, which is funny because this one is it says possible curveball on the horizon. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, there was
1: curveballs
0: occurring. <laughs> yep,
1: curveballs left and right. <laughs> so change up ahead is that one. Then 666, this one's all about connecting to your heart. It's about emotional support, empathy, kindness. So it's kind of like the opposite of what you might think with the devil. It's actually like the heart. (laughs) So that's, I think, a nice way to think about it. Then 777, this one's about releasing fears of the future. So maybe anxiety is just a little message from your guides to just try to let go and come back to what's real, the present. Then 888, this is one that spans, again, across many cultures. This is a number representative of abundance and wealth and having enough and being full. Then 999, this is the closing of a cycle. This is the end. So, this can represent, you know, the end of one chapter before the next one, which is, you know, the 111. So, just little ways, of course, like to pay attention to your guide sending you signals. But really, uh, we we don't want you to obsess about this because we've seen it take weird turns for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's to me, it's just a little reminder to drop in. It really drops me into the present. That's just kind of how I see it as, you know, just being an extra sign. I think all of the numerology, I love like the correlation even to tarot cards and the numbers like I do think that you can always build a rhythm and pattern for communicating with the universe. And I do think when you're more dropped in, you tend to see more signs. I know for me, there's been periods where I will see the same type of bird again and again and again or a lot of butterflies or, you know, and it always just, yeah, it's it fills my heart with gratitude when I'm seeing those patterns because it's dropping me in and showing me that, like, yeah, it might all feel really hard sometimes, but look at what's happening around you and how beautiful it can all be even when it feels chaotic and crazy. Yeah,
1: that's the magic. That It's those little things that make me realize and remind me of the magic that's happening around us and that's accessible to us at all times when we are present and just paying attention. Yeah.
0: Oh well, I love that, and yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. It's cool that we are a part of something bigger. And to wrap up this Friday the Thirteenth episode, if you're actually walking or listening to this in time, we have eclipses coming up. So I think all of the grounding is really good, even on this like kind of more superstitious day. But we thought we'd ended up me and Kat going through New Orleans. We went on a ghost and vampire tour and we're sharing our some of our like spookier stories. So we thought we'd end it with just sharing one of our more spooky stories with you. <laughs> if you're down for the spooky stuff, mine's pretty spooky.
1: It sure if is. If you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm ready for yours, Jen. Let's get a little afraid. <laughs> Do, do do honestly
0: i got um a whole um arsenal of creepy stories from working at the nursing home <laughs> you're around so much death and i just feel like honestly energetically i wish more spiritual kind of cleansing practices could be brought into the nursing home because there's a lot going on in these places and you're just not allowed to do the things mm-hmm. you know so it's a lot of energetic like stuff. And I definitely experienced a lot of that watching so many weird things go down. I used to work kind of the later shift at my nursing home, but this is my best story for you. So I had this little old woman in her nineties and she couldn't talk or walk. And I had taken care of her for years, and I always had to do everything for her. She didn't really talk. She'd nod her head every now and then, but that's what I was very used to with her. And I put her to bed that night, got her in her pajamas, took her to the bathroom, tucked her in, and then when I went back to do my evening check at, like, 1030 at night, um, I go in and she's laying in bed with her eyes like wide open and the blankets held like halfway over her face and she's just staring at her closet. And I was like, oh my goodness, what's wrong? And I put my hand on her, like trying to comfort her. And she looks right at me and goes, Satan's in my closet. Um, Awful, literally. Oh I was God. like, oh no, there, there's, there's nothing there. And I just like start backing up and I walk out of the room like so fast. <laughs> it was like, I will not look in that closet. Like I just backed up, was like tripping over myself. It was like, get out of here. <sighs> and then I'm like, my heart rate was like so high and I was like freaked out and I go and I start telling people and they're like that's weird and I'm like I'm not okay guys like what <laughs> completely I, nonverbal I my... <laughs> and
1: then says that like what
0: so clear so clear um and then I'm doing my paperwork and the next shift usually comes like yeah around 11 I'm just doing paperwork and I see um one of the residents in a nightgown walking in the hallway and I was like oh who is that and like it's not like terribly abnormal like we have a lot of sundowners patients but I like couldn't figure out who it is sure enough it's our wheelchair bound woman who I do everything for Satan's in my closet she's up and walking in the middle of the hall she's not holding onto the railing um, unheard of. And I'm just like, okay, guys, like, <sighs> please, someone come with me. We walk her and she like crawls into bed with like way more movement than she's supposed to have. Like old people don't usually put weight through their knees. Like she like went into that bed and I was like, I am done today. <sighs> like I cannot handle Freaky. this. And we tuck, we tuck her in. I had someone with me and I'm just like, I got to get out of here. And then Everyone's like rationale behind it was like, oh, it's probably her last like push because some people right before they die will get this last wind and have like a like a really active day and then they will just pass away the next day. I've seen that happen so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, nope, another year. Um, she was just back to normal. That just that one night, wow. never again. I never wanted to go in that room by myself, um, ever. Um after that I always was like, Can we you come check on this one with me? Like, but nothing again ever happened. Wild. So spookiest shit ever. Seriously. Um, and that's my story.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> crazy. Oh yeah, I mean, just the energy of that place must have been fiery.
0: <sighs> something something yeah. was there that day. Yeah. Um for sure.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, my stories are all from when I was little because we know like it's been i don't know if proven is the word but like it's commonly known that kids the veil is thinner between realms between here and those who have passed um and those who come before us like it is just thinner for children and it's also thinner around halloween so yeah as a child i was very just afraid of Satan and, like, exorcisms, and I just kind of had this, I don't know, it was, like, a bit irrational, like, more than what is normal for a little kid, I think, and so I f- I felt like for a really long time that I was possessed in a past life, but... I don't know uh that hasn't come up in my akashic records but we'll see maybe i'll have to do that again (laughs) so yeah um thinking about back to when i was child i saw scary movie three which they're making fun of the exorcist and they're just making fun of her right it's like they're throwing up on each other there she's peeing i don't know it's supposed to be silly and i saw that as a kid and had to go to therapy (laughs) I had I couldn't stay alone at home um and yeah it was just kind of crazy um I was just really afraid and soon after that I just felt like I don't know I was really afraid of things and didn't want to be left alone at home like I said so my parents avoided it and there was one night where there was maybe 30 minutes where I was just going to be home alone before my dad could get home from work and my mom had to be somewhere so I was just like hyper aware, like walking around my house, just like making sure all my things were okay. I don't know, Mm -hmm. as you do as a kid when you're freaked out. And I saw this pair of shoes by my front door and it they were there. And then I walked away and I was doing my little laps around the house, pacing nervously, (laughs) turning on some music, and then they Mm -hmm. weren't there when I came back and no one else was home. So I just screamed and called my parents and that was the last time they oh, let yeah. me home alone for a little while, but oh. the therapy helped for sure. And she validated me and all that. Um, but yeah, there's just some things that we can't always explain away. Still a mystery. Yeah.
0: As a little kid. Yeah. But as a little kid, I feel like you're so sensing so much. I remember having the most vivid dreams and having so many things like pop through. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're so close, but yet, yeah, we don't really like nurture that side of kids very well. And it's, you know, it gets very dismissed. And like, it's a hard thing to kind of adjust the lines. I think there's a lot of wisdom that can be there as a kid. But yeah, just the way it's kind of seen in society, it all just gets so spooky. And you also feel a little crazy because it doesn't feel like any of the adults like as much know mm-hmm. what to do with all the things you're saying mm-hmm. so yeah I feel like that fully uh I believe it and I feel like I have a lot of those little things I was always noticing stuff that felt really wild and then having people be like it's okay it's nothing and I was like I don't know <laughs> like that was pretty like weird you know right um, but, but yeah I love that um yeah share with us any of the spooky stories it was so fun going around I love like around the bonfires scary story oh yeah especially at this time the whole
1: vibe <laughs> right yeah let us know if you have any strong interactions that you've had with the other side we love hearing about it and we just generally love hearing from you all so thank you so much for being with us for listening following and sharing our little podcast it's so fun to see it growing and and our family just building with it so uh, you can follow us on instagram at awaken together podcast and we will look forward to seeing you all again next week
0: happy eclipse season. happy eclipse bye